Our next guest is the head of women's football at the Confederation of African Football. Meskerem Tadese Goshime is also the former manager of the Women's Football Development Office and Deputy Secretary General at the Ethiopian Football Federation and was also the venue protocol officer at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. Today we sit down with Meskerem to talk about the development of women's football in Africa and so much more. Meskerem, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we've been trying to get this done for a while, so I'm super, super excited to finally have this going. But before we begin, uh, we like to start off our sessions with an icebreaker. Are you ready for that? Sure. <laughs> What's your favorite quote, expression or motto and why is it your favorite? Um. I think my favorite quote will be, um, you know, we are the running nation in Ethiopia and one of our um, favorite athletes and one of the greatest in long distance, Haile Gabriel he have a quote that is Yichalal in Amharic, in our language, which is literally a translation to it can be done, anything can be done. Uh, I love that because it uh, it gives you a motivation to uh, go out of your way and try new things and not to get scared. Um, it's just say that you can do anything. So Yichalal, which is a, a literal translation of it can be done uh, or you can do it, is uh, my favorite motto or my favorite quote. Absolutely love it. Wonderful. And... Speaking of getting things done, football, how did you get started in football? I think every child in Africa loves football. I think that's something that's very much available uh, when you're growing up. Uh, you play in your area, you watch it on TV, your brothers, uh, your sisters are following uh, uh, teams uh, following um, the local teams. I think my love for football also comes from uh, someone I admire uh, the most, Nelson Mandela. I remember uh, the first time I watched football, a competition was uh, AFCON, the one that South Africa hosts the 1996 African Cup of Nations. And why I watched that competition was because actually in the opening ceremony, there was Nelson Mandela. So I want to watch Nelson Mandela. And then I watched the competition and I literally, as a girl of 10 years old, fall in love with football and watching tournaments. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I got into uh, watching football. More than this, uh, in my family, everyone watch football and uh, my uncle, my dad. Uh, so I think football is what I inherit from the family and from the society. And speaking of AFCON, the tournament has just started. Are you watching? Who are you looking yes. for? Tell me. Yes, yes, yes. This one is exceptional. I think we have been surprised to see that there is no small team in Africa now. Um, we've seen the mighty uh, Ghana fall. South Africa losing also. I mean, this is this Afcon is is going to be incredible. We're gonna be we're gonna have a surprise team, I think, winning the Afcon. Um, it's also organized really really well organized from our side, from CAF's side. 
I'm not going to say I root for uh, the best team, but I, I'm this team, but I say uh, let the best team win. <laughs> let the best team win. We're rooting for all of them. Yes. Uh, absolutely. And uh, you said that you first saw Nelson Mandela uh, at the 1996 AFCON, but from first seeing Nelson Mandela on TV and watching it at 10 years old to now the woman that you are, being the head of women's football at, um, at CAF, how did that journey can you talk to about that journey a little bit like from from being 10 seeing it and being inspired to actually being part of the action yeah yeah i think uh the, there's a, always a question in the back of my head because you see whenever i go with my dad to watch football it's always a men's football i go and i watch uh, the local football with my uncles and and, and i I'm going to watch St. George of Ethiopia, Ethiopian Coffee. These are the teams that were uh, very, like, play magnificent football at the time, still do. <laughs> and I used to go watch, I used to go to with my, my, my uncles and I used to watch um, in, this, in, in Addis Ababa Stadium these matches. And it's always men I see around me. It's always men's football on TV. Uh, to tell you the truth, until I was a teenager of 16 uh, or 17 years old, I didn't even know we had a World Cup of our own. There was no availability to watch it. And then when I was in high school and I was playing football and I really, really love football and I want to work in football. And when I told that interest for my family, it was not acceptable. Uh, it was not an acceptable job that my family wanted me to to. Uh, to enter into. So uh, I say, why? And they say, oh, it is not a career choice for women. And I say, no, it is actually a career for, choice for women. And I wanted to to make it available um, for women in Africa to enter football. And um, I played for my college and I graduated in sports science because that is only closer uh, um, field of study I can choose that can take me to my passion um, and I, I graduated and in the university we had a chance to to select uh, one coaching field and I call I selected football and from 11 students who selected football I was the only female and I was the first female actually in the history of this the sports science department to select the, the field of football as as um, study uh, and my professor tell me uh, are you even the first day I think he told me I think you you miss like this is not your class or something like that and this this was inside my inside of me and I really wanted to make impact and make that football is available for women and make sure that women have a say in football I think that's my journey started from this question of why women are not in football and why we are not um, seeing women's football live on TV. Uh, yeah, that's how I ended up here, I guess. <laughs> and, and so much has changed between now and when you first got started in football. You mentioned that you were the first uh, at the university to, to select football as your the first woman to select football as your main coaching area but now I can assume that hopefully there's more women who since after you have done it so what what have been some of the best developments you have witnessed so far in the running of football in Africa just in general from the time you first started to where we are today 
I, I think the first thing is acceptance. I know it's still a long way to go. There is a big journey ahead of us. But I feel like there is a bit of acceptance now in the football community, and not just the top management, but in the football community from the stakeholders that women's football is here and it's here to exist and women can play beautiful football. Um, the second thing I saw is the competition power, the competitiveness of the football, uh, the women's football has grown a lot. Um, if you say leagues in member association, we have strong leagues now with good uh, caliber of football players, with good teams. Um, we have uh, the Champions League, for example, for Africa, the first club competition, continental competition. Uh, we have under 15 competition for girls through school football. Uh, the AFCON has grown. And the competitive balance, uh, there is not a lot of dominant team now. You know, small teams are growing and competing very well. And under 20, under 17 FIFA qualifiers, we are seeing a good result. So competition has grown, acceptance has grown. Plus to that, um, the talent we are seeing in terms of player, it's it's amazing the the the, the talent, the Catalana, uh, the new girls who are shining now, the Oshuala, they are being competitive in big leagues in the world, not just in inside Africa, uh, going across a board and making a difference and, um, you know, uh, putting names and their names and their country's names. And the talent has growing. I think that comes with the acceptance of the community and girls getting chances to play football. Um, I also can say that the participation of women in leadership role has improved. Um, we have had, let's say, the first female general secretary of FIFA, uh, Madame Fatma. However, that actually influenced other women to, to come to football and make their, their mark. Um, we have now, thanks to the, the, the change in the legislation, uh, executive committee members in each member association, one or two executive committee members, not just like in board, but also we can see media officers, female media officers, female journalists, um, go to DSTV now, let's say the biggest um, African media, DSTV, you see female journalists, um, female commentators, um, you see female doctors now breaking the barriers and coming to, uh, to be a, a doctor in teams. Uh, so I think there is acceptance and there is a big change in terms of women, football and women in, in football. Mm. That's so so wonderful to to just hear that all of that is happening, you know, because maybe sometimes we talk so much more about like what's not going right versus oh, like look at the small things like the representation across all the different areas versus just exactly. representation in one area, you know. Exactly. Last year at the FIFA Women's World Cup, uh, Australia and New Zealand, we saw three out of the four teams representing the African continent make it to the knockout stage. And then the year before that at the Qatar uh, 2022 FIFA World Cup, we saw Morocco finish in fourth place. So I'm wondering to what can we attribute this growth and improvement of African team performances? Uh, thank you. I think... I think this is a testament of what CAF has been doing 
as an organization, but also what member association has been doing. And most of the member association you mentioned have been investing a lot in women's football. And then also when you see uh, most of the players going to the Women World Cup, they pass through our uh, our uh, league development pathway, which is their club, and then the Champions League. So I think it's uh, it's it's both ways what CAF is doing and what the member association is doing, and it all fell to investment. Investments in terms of competition, in, ter in term investment in, in terms of development, and giving it focus and energy. Uh, we are trying to to make women's football to really build uh, the base of women's football. And that base is what you can see at the tip of the pyramid. Without that strong base, you cannot have the tip of the pyramid, which is performing well in the World Cup. It's not just that. If you can see the under-17 and under-20 World Cup and how teams have performed, African teams have performed. For example, last year, Tanzania, for the first time, they make it to the under-17 World Cup, and they just didn't come back from the group stage. They actually outperformed teams like Canada and France and went to the second round of the competition. That shows you the investment that has been done and the base that has been happening, the change that has been happening inside the Confederation and inside the member association. And it's all fell to investment in terms of development. When you invest, not just money, not just finance, finance is a big, yes, finance have a big um, impact, but not just financially, but also if you give it focus on this uh, development, then you can achieve, uh, achieve what we have been seeing in globally. I believe it will be soon that the African teams will be winning uh, the World Cup, and I believe it will come from women national teams mostly. Um, but yeah, that, that's what's happening. It just it shows you how much focus and how much investment have been done by CAF and by our member association to make sure that they have a proper development plan that can lead them to the tip of the pyramid. That's Wonderful. Uh, what do you what do you think still remains to be done to increase the global competitiveness of African teams? Um, I think still we really need to focus on competition, especially developmental competition. When I say developmental competition, I mean under sixteen, under seventeen, under twenty competition where. Uh, the national team player get the, that international first touch because playing international matches are very much important for the players' development. In Europe, they have uh, the easiness of travel, which allows them to go every week. Uh, a team from Germany can go to France and play and come back. It's easy. But in Africa, we have this restriction of transport, you know, flights, visa, all of that. So we really need to make sure that we have a link with each country and that our girls and our boys from the beginning, from the start of 15, 15 16, age up to uh, 20 and the professional stage are playing international matches at least um, sustainably, you know. Um, this will help us to make sure that when they become the senior national team, they have 20... 25 caps on their hands and they are not scared to enter stadium and perform well. Uh, so 
I think that's what one of the things we need. We really need to work on our developmental competitions um, under 15, under 16, under 17, and beyond. We also need to professionalize our leagues in a way that, especially when it comes to women's football, in a way that girls are treated well and trained well and properly. Uh, we introduced, at CAF, we introduced the club licensing system um, in 2021, uh, which has been pushing for the professionalization of our leagues. Uh, we just ask the bare minimum that clubs have contracts with their players, that uh, the player have doctors, physiotherapists, and they are coached by a coach who's licensed, which means a well-educated uh, coach. Um, licensed by CAF, um, and we ask them to have at least a secretary. So the club have a professional sense, and the girls are taken care of, and they are playing in a safe environment. When you make sure these are done, and when you make sure that the leagues are professional, then we can have more impact, good performance worldwide. That's how we see Morocco. Morocco started their league. The federation takes the risk of Okay, we need to pay our players, we need to have professional leagues, and they invest in their league. They were paying their players a certain amount of money. And that pays off, that paid off in the last World Cup, in the Women's World Cup. So we need to have that kind of strong competition and strong league with a professional um the professional uh, establishment in our member association plus to the development competition really to make it to make our impact globally mm. uh, that's that's again i keep saying that's so amazing but it's it's really nice to hear these things because sometimes you can lose this information right because um well i Personally, I live in Europe, so I don't really see much published about, say, the development of African football, especially from the women's perspective. So it's so wonderful to have you on here and shed light into what's going on. And and you can clearly see, like you said, with the Tanzania um, case, that it is a testament of the development of uh, if, if you focus on development, focus on investment, then you get the fruit. So then hopefully other countries are sort of taking uh, inspiration and also wanting to, to do the same. True. True. What, what are the other things that you do, Mesquilin, is that you deliver lectures on sports science. Uh, <laughs> do you still deliver lectures? And can you tell us about the motivation for this? What, why do you do that? I, I love education. I think education is a, a, a very key component of growth. I mean, we cannot grow without education. We cannot grow without knowledge. And sharing your knowledge and uh, changing the life of people. I also coached. So I coached some of the girls who, who went out and play in clubs in Ethiopia. And I, I feel like I actually make an impact in their life, you know. So education actually make you impact a human being, really, a life of someone. And if you can change someone's life for the better, why not? I really love uh, teaching. I I get I, I love the satisfaction you get after uh, finishing a lecture. I really uh, it really gives me uh, a very well a good satisfaction. And I I still do that. I'm still delivering lectures in some of our CAF um, instructor course or some of our CAF uh, s seminars, and I I really love it. 
Um, while I'm not that much involved in teaching because I'm now shifted into administration, but I really love teaching and connecting and with, with people and seeing the change you bring in their life. And speaking about impact and change, if you were to reflect on your journey so far in football and the impact you've made, how would you describe it? I, I think it's a small still, <laughs> but I wish it is. I wish it is. Go I mean, it's going. Um, I, uh, how do I describe it? It's done, but it's not done yet. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, we we have made a, a very great progress, uh, especially in terms of making sure that women's football get the focus it deserves. Not just, not just um, like the investment, not just the fund, but the focus it deserves. That when we go into a room, people see and think about women's football. You know, we give it a recognition. I think one of the biggest thing we did was recognition. Uh, now at CAF, we have our own brand for women's football. So when you see our women's football brand, uh, the, the purple and the, the green, it's very bold brand. We did it very boldly because we wanted to be loud. And we wanted also to reflect Africa, actually, our brand. And it's, if you see our brand, it's purple, orange, a lot of colors. We have eight color palettes. And it actually comes from how women dress in Africa. You know, we'd like to dress colorful. Uh, so uh, because of this brand and our slogan, which is empowering our game, uh, I think we have given it the recognition. So I can say my impact right now is recognition for women's football, giving it that recognition. But we still have a long way to go. And I am sure... Uh, we will leave a very good legacy and impact before we leave uh, this journey. And what do you hope that legacy or impact in the future would be? Um, for me, really, I want a girl child to choose football and think that she can do it. There is nothing stopping her. So for me, I want every girl in Africa to choose football as a career choice, that she knows there is a place for her in football, either a journalist, a medical officer, a security officer, a football coach, as a player, as an administration, why not as a president of an MA or as a general secretary of an MA? So for me, just to know that I have given hope for the next generation, that we have opened the door for the next generation. And to see us and to see themselves in us and say, okay, I can go to CAF, I can go and work at FIFA, I can go and work at my own member association or my own regional small federation, or I can own my own football club, have my own um, football club in my country, have my own... Uh, foot, women's football club, coach, you know, it's endless. The opportunities in football are endless. Be an agent, you know, uh, be a media person, be uh, an uncle, be whatever she wanted to be in football. There is a place for every woman and every girl. That's That will be a big legacy to make the door open for them, you know. And if there's any girl listening right now who's interested in the sports industry and football and wanting to sort of carve out a career for themselves, what career advice would you give that girl? I think 
it's follow your passion. Um, I know a lot of people have said this, uh, but um, following your passion will always reward you uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, even if it's not financially, but the, the satisfaction you get from doing what you love is something else. Uh, so I will say follow your passion and don't let anyone tell you you cannot be what you want to be. Um, I have not listened to my dad. He's grateful for that. <laughs> I have not listened to my family. Um, I know that's that's not what any African girl will say, but I think it's always bet better to follow your passion. Uh, and you will not, really, really, you will not uh, be sorry to follow your passion. Wonderful. And if people want to connect with you, Meskaram, where can they do that? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. It's Meskaram Tadesegoshmi as my name. Uh, or drop an email to my personal email, meski.tade at gmail.com. Um, or in Twitter, I think it is meskitg or meskiti. They can follow me on Twitter also, or, or X now. <laughs> uh, and we will definitely put all the links to all the different platforms that you mentioned in the description box to make it easy for everyone to get in contact. But Meskirim, thank you so very much for having this conversation with me. As I said, we've been trying to get it done for a while, but actually the, the timing is much better now because I got to ask you about the AFCON and sort of yes. get your perspective on different things. The so best thank AFCON you. yet. Thank the you so much. Yes, thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to speak to, to speak to you and to speak about women's football always. So thank you very much. <laughs>